the people whose problems get solved drop off, they become customers, and then you enter another conversation of what you offer to get into people's heads. And, you know, it can double or triple your lead generation. And it's also a lot more qualified because you are directly speaking to the problem that people have that they don't want that you can help solve. Learn modern marketing that you can use to grow your business in today's competitive landscape. This is Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. Welcome to Digital Marketing Masters. I'm your host, Matt Rouse. And today my guest is Holly Johnson. How are you, Holly? I'm great. How are you, Matt? I'm doing super duper. And uh, man, it just finally started raining where I am. It hasn't rained for like a couple of weeks, so it's been nice because we're on well water too. I'm like, I got to fill that thing up before the winter time. And, uh, it's weird living in the country, but that's another story. So let me read your bio so people know who you are. Two-time nationally published author and net profit acceleration business coach who can find $50,000 in additional revenue for any business in 50 minutes or less. And that's 50, like five zero. 30 plus year marketing and PR specialist, as well as 27 time marathoner and a 12 year running and fitness coach. So Holly, that's pretty impressive, especially 27 marathons. Holy crap. <laughs> Well, you know, my wife's done like two. Yeah. You know, each each one is special. I still kind of think back. How did I do that? But, you know, as I say, it's once it's one foot in front of the other a lot. Yeah. You want to know a crazy story about marathons is my wife. I don't know. It's, it's one of those things, you know, when people get to certain ages, like, you know, 29, 39, 49, whatever that kind of flip over to the next big age is everybody kind of decides like they're going to change their life. And when my wife got to one of those ages, she decided she was going to run a marathon, except she'd never like run anywhere in her whole life. And she did like a couch to 5k program to kind of get started. And like nine months later, she ran a marathon. It was pretty amazing actually. But yeah, it's true. It's one step at a time. Yeah, I get asked, you know, pretty frequently, can I run a marathon? And I say, do you want to run a marathon? And they're like, I'm not sure. I go, well, when you decide that you want to run a marathon, then you can run a marathon. But it's going to take at least 18 weeks to get you there. And, you know, it's not going to happen overnight. You don't jump out of bed and go, oh, I think I'll go run a marathon today. Yeah, I think it would take me like 18 months to get there. <laughs> I definitely need need to get into a little more shape. You know, when you sit and type for a living, it's uh, it's not very conducive to running. But that's not what we're here to talk about today. I want to ask you a question. It's the title of the episode today. How do you find $50,000 in 50 minutes? Well, it's called the five-step profit formula. And basically, it's based upon the 80-20 rule, which is... 20% of your time in the office generates 80% of your revenue. And most small businesses operate in the opposite direction. They spend 80% of their time generating 20% of their revenue. And it basically goes on an internal review of up to 40 different areas. The 50K in 50 minutes happens over 12 different areas. And it takes a look at cost cutting at bundling at, and most importantly, a market dominating position where the 
business owner is getting to the conversation of their customers' heads instead of waiting for their customer to come to them and tell them what their issue or problem is that they want solved and the solution that they want, but they don't have. So it's a, it's a very strategic program that has proven to double or triple businesses' net profits in 12 to 18 months. And the thing I love about this is it's a training program for businesses. It's literally you get an assignment every week and you do the assignment and you come back and we talk about it. And then if it's done, then you move on to the next one. And it's an amazing methodology. It's very simple. And when I run this by businesses, they go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Why aren't I doing this? And because they just get caught up. Businesses are overwhelmed right now. They COVID changed life for a lot of brick and mortar businesses by going from having customers come into their store to having to try to figure out how they're going to stay high touch in a high tech world. And they just started their business because they, you know, wanted to sell bikes or do raft trips or do landscape design. And all of a sudden they're thrown into the business world and they're going, oh my God, I had no idea that this was so complicated. Yeah, it's so true. You get a lot of businesses where they were, the business itself was created because there was something that they learned how to do that they liked to do or they were good at that they found out they could make money doing and it kind of stepped from there to, you know, one step after another and pretty soon they have, you know, a store or physical location. They have staff, they have bookkeeping and taxes and operations and facilities management and all of these other things that they have to do that are not their business. And then they still got to make money. (laughs) Yeah, most business owners, particularly, and it's become even more paramount in, you know, I think we're all hoping about the post-COVID era, but I think it's just the new COVID era or the new, the new normal way of life of living is it's become so reactionary. And if you happen to be, you know, on the good end, on the good side, of, you know, on the receiving side, you're going, wow, I had a good year, but nobody really understands why, except that all of a sudden there was this great demand for bicycles or people want to have their homes, their outdoor yards look better. And then, but it's not sustainable over time. You're just reacting. And then all of a sudden things change and you're going, hmm, now, now what do I do? And so this program is really built to create a really solid foundation for businesses and then and sustainable over time. And then once you have your foundation built, like it's like trying to start with the roof and build in the opposite direction. It's not going to work. So when you have the solid foundation, then you go out and do the external marketing. And and the 50K in 50 minutes is a look at the business without spending any additional money on marketing or advertising. And I mean, it took me a while to embrace this, but when you test it, it's, it works. It's, it's like, it's like the magic formula. It really is. Right. There's um, so many areas of, of business that get overlooked, especially by small businesses. And a lot of that is in, in my opinion, a lot of that is because there's not a lot of business education. You know, people are running their business. They're kind of learning as they go. And then, you know, you don't, open a bike shop and then go to college to learn marketing or something, right? Usually you're busy running a bike shop, you know, and maybe you read a couple books or you take a course or something online, but you know, most of the information you find online is very kind of thin content, right? It's not going to 
tell you all the things that you need to do. And I think what people are looking for is a strategy and what they're doing that's not working is going online and looking up tactics. And there's a big difference between a strategy for your business and a tactic to get leads, right? Right. Exactly. So let me, let me ask you if this comes up with all the businesses that you've worked with, do you find that they are almost always kind of infatuated with, with lead generation and they kind of ignore everything else when it comes to marketing? Yeah. And they're trying to, they're trying, they're looking for a quick fix. You know, they're like, I'm overwhelmed. I don't know how to do it. So they kind of look what their competitors are doing and do the exact same thing. And so there's absolutely no point of differentiation. And then it just becomes a pricing thing. And then, you know, their customer, their primary customer base is just waiting for their next deal to come along instead of creating value in the products and services that they offer. And the other thing that businesses do a lot is they, you know, at any given moment, only one to three percent of people are actively buying on on the buy, what we call the buyer's journey. And if they're not buying then, then they do nothing to nurture those relationships. And yet there's 97 to 99% of potential buyers out there for their product or service that they could nurture and bring them up. So when, you know, most people aren't going to shop at a store every single day, unless it's a grocery store or something like that, but that keeps the lead generation going. But the the problem is, is that people just got caught up in how many leads they're getting. And then there's this accepted conversion rate of 2% if you're out on social media of, you know, your lead conversion. And yet I ask business owners and marketing agencies win awards for generating 2% conversion. And I ask business owners, I go, so if you know, you're going, wow, you know, we're doing great. We have a 1.78% lead conversion. If, if they even track it, most businesses don't even track it. And I go, so if at the end of the year, I told you that you generated, you were a little shy of 2% growth on your business. How happy would you be? And they're like, well, not happy at all. And I'm going, but yet you're ecstatic when your lead generation converts it less than 2%. So what if you had a sales or marketing director and they went, hey, look at look at me. I generated almost two percent growth for the company this year. Would they have a job next year? And so, you know, people, you know, the industry standards, it's like they get caught up in. Like you said, they go to the media and they see what's out there and they just embrace it without saying, is there a better way? And and that's why I wrote wrote the book is because it's like you just want to get information out there just to, if nothing else, to just get the wheels turning and saying, I can do this better than what I'm doing now. And, but the problem is, is that they just don't really know where to begin. And they have a really hard time creating a market dominated position. It's like talking about yourself. It's like writing your bio. People have a really hard time doing it. And so that's where the coaching comes in is that I'm not coming in to tell them what to do. I'm helping them find their own answers, which means that they become sustainable and knowledgeable over the long term instead of just giving them a handout. And then when you leave, they're like, well, what do I do now? You know, it was, I think, Robert Stevens, the, I think he founded Geek Squad. That is, you know, they fix your computer and crap when you're a Best Buy or whatever. I think he, he's the one who said that advertising is the tax you pay for being unremarkable. And, <laughs> you know, I don't, 
I don't a hundred percent agree with that, but in some cases it is pretty accurate, right? If your business does not have any way to differentiate from another business of your type of business, then essentially when you advertise, you're fighting a bidding war. You're, you're fighting an auction against everybody else who is also unremarkable. If every plumber looks the same on pay-per-click ads, people just pick the first one. And if that person doesn't answer the phone, they pick the second one. If that person doesn't answer the phone, they pick the third one, right? So if there's no way for your business to be in some way differentiated from the other businesses, then you are paying a tax essentially when you're advertising because you're paying because nobody has any way to to spread the word about your business and nothing to talk about you for. Well, and the other thing is, is that when you have unremarkable advertising or what the frame coined is me too advertising, it's where you just talk about the business. We do this. We have these awards. We've been in business for 30 years. It doesn't really help the customer solve the problem that they have that they don't want or find the solution that they want that they don't have. It's incumbent upon them to do the research instead of entering the conversation at the beginning saying, you know, what is the problem that you have that you don't want? And being very specific about that. And businesses have a problem doing that because they go, well, what about all the other businesses? And you go, well, when you break down your business into your eight key areas of services or product or what you can do or help people, what problems you can help people solve, then you speak directly to those people. And that's when you get on the buyer's journey. So the people whose problems get solved drop off, they become customers, and then you enter another conversation of what you offer to get into people's heads. And, you know, it can double or triple your lead generation. And it's also a lot more qualified because you are directly speaking to the problem that people have that they don't want that you can help solve. And the third part of that, it's called the conversion equation, is that's when you educate them about your business. So the first two, the headline and the subheadline, are all about the customer, which you rarely see in advertising and or marketing. And then the third one is about the business about, you know, how in verbally or written communication, you tell them how you can solve their problem. And then you make an offer that is so irresistible, they can't resist giving you their name and email address. And, and that is what generates really qualified leads. And it changes the conversion rate from 20 to 100 impressions to five to 12. And it's been proven time and time again. So people are going, I don't have time to do this. I'm like, well, of course not, because you're spending all this time and energy trying to reach out to people with mediocre advertising and messages that require you to spend a lot more time to get a customer. So if you step back and invest a little bit of time and it's 20% of your day to generate 80% of your profits, think about how much more time you're going to have. It's like get off social media and focus on what you're, what's going to generate money for you. Yeah. And I think if anything, the social media of kind of modern social media for business is a hundred percent pay to play platform at this point. And I don't think business owners have realized it yet. And through the pandemic, they should have realized this by now. What happened was the customers weren't physically coming to, to their store and they 
you know, hadn't got around to getting their email list set up or anything like that or texting or any other way to communicate with their customers. And suddenly they're in a panic and they're like, I don't know what to do. So they go on social media and find out that when they post something, nobody sees it. There's definitely a use for social media. Social media advertising can help pretty inexpensively, honestly, if you do it right. But if you're just another, like you said, you know, if you're just another stock photo, nobody cares, right? It has to be something exceptional and and attention grabbing. Right. And that's where the market dominating position comes in is where you ask a question, you know, to help somebody solve the problem that they have that they don't want. It's like, wow, somebody's actually directly speaking to me instead of talking about themselves. I mean, go to a party. Think about if somebody asks you a question about yourself, how much more engaged you are than when somebody walks up and go, hi, I'm Jim and goes on and on about everything that, you know, he does and and never asks you a question. You're going next. (laughs) But people don't look at marketing their business that way. Yeah, what happens is they put on like they take off their I'm a business owner hat and their I'm a person hat and they put on their marketing hat and suddenly they drone on about themselves and and their business and when it was founded and all this stuff that no one actually cares about and that if they were the consumer, they also wouldn't care about. And so there's kind of a couple ways that you can kind of help yourself get around that kind of like a a quick fix around that method. And that is when you're going to put something on your social media or you're going to try and, you know, write something about your business or say something about your business. I would ask the question, so what? Right. You know, and then there's also that therefore, you know, so if you're going to say something about your business, like, my business was founded in such and such. Well, so what? Well, okay. That is because we have a lot of experience. So what you should be saying is we have experience and not that your company was founded in 1978 because nobody cares. But if they're looking for an experienced tradesperson, then talking about that expertise is what you want to do. And the benefit of that expertise, not talking about when your grandpa started the company, you know, three generations ago or whatever. So there's, you know, you got to have that that look at what your message is going to be and say, is the person who I want to come into my business going to care about this message? If the answer is no, then don't put it out. Right. Yeah. We, we uh, one of the things that, you know, I've used is, well, I hope so. You know, I mean, if you're in business and it's like, you know, we we're, we're really good at cutting lawns or, you know, we, we trim your bushes the way you want to. It's like, well, I hope so. I mean, like, really? <laughs> that's, that's the marketing message here. So, you know, it's like one of the case studies is, you know, there there's babies crawling on the lawn and they're, you know, it's like, you know, our lawn services include 100 percent pesticide control or something like that. And it's like. Oh, okay. So you're going to trim my lawn and you're going to make sure that it's safe for my baby to go crawl around in. Okay. Now I'm interested. There's also this, um, this happens a lot. So if, if I'm talking to a business, maybe it's, you know, let's, let's say a physical location or a services business. And, you know, like a weekly, I have a conversation with somebody that kind of goes along the lines of what makes you stand out from your competitors And then they tell me the exact same thing that every other competitor they have says. (laughs) 
And the like having good customer service is not a differentiation point. I mean, it seems like it now because service is so crappy most of the time, but it's not. That's the barrier to entry, right? That's just table stakes. Being able to do a good job at the thing that you're supposed to do a good job at is not a marketing point. That's what you're supposed to do. You know, just like you were saying. So what is exceptional about you? And sometimes you're going to look at your business and you're going to realize that nothing is exceptional about it. And if that's the case, you need to make something exceptional about it, right? You know, it's a good, interesting book and it's a podcast too, is Talk Triggers by Jay Bear. I don't know if you've seen that one, but it's that idea of making something that is operational, cost-effective, repeatable, and something that will make your business stand out to your customers that they're going to talk about to other people. And, you know, there's lots of examples of it, but kind of a, a quick, simple one is, and I mentioned this actually in, in my book, Flattening the Hamster Wheel also, is there's a hotel in Southern California that when you go out to the pool or your kids are at the pool, there's a red phone that says Popsicle Hotline on it. And if you pick it up, somebody answers the phone and says, Popsicle Hotline, and you can order as many of any kind of free popsicles that you want. And a server dressed up with the cloth over their arm and a silver tray with a cloche on top will come poolside and open it up and let you or your kids pick the popsicles that you want to have. That's awesome. And they are the highest rated hotel in all of California. (laughs) They have the most reviews and every single review mentions the popsicle hotline. So when you think about it per person who stays at their hotel, how much does it cost for two or three popsicles? Like it's a negligible amount of money. And everybody talks about it. The, the adults do, the kids do. Yeah, it's it's the cheapest form of marketing and it's absolutely brilliant. It was like when Hotel Monaco opened, they had the goldfish. You, know, you can pick your pet, you can pick a, a goldfish pet for your room. And it was such a great marketing play. And then when you get into the bathroom, there's a rubber ducky in there. And then all of a sudden, everybody's getting pets. And, you know, they have and they had the hotel pet dog, too, you know, that was running around. And then all of a sudden, hotels started becoming pet friendly. And, you know, it's oh, well, if they're doing it and they're successful, then we do it. And then it becomes not very special anymore unless and now it's just kind of assumed. Are you pet friendly or are you not pet friendly? And that's it. There's also sort of a um, there's a factor. What happens is when you're the person who starts doing the thing that people are talking about, that doesn't and people copy you. It doesn't mean you have to change, at least not right away, because everyone's going to know that they copied you. Right. So there's a restaurant. I can't remember where it is off the top of my head. And it's one of the ones that was in the book. But what they have is they have a deck of cards And every single person who orders before you pay for your order, you get to pull a card. And if you get the Joker, they pay for your order, no matter how big or small it is. It's free. Wow. And when people pull the Joker out, they freak out. Like they have videos of it, of people pulling the Joker on YouTube. And they're just jumping up and down. Like, you know, like it's like they won the lottery. And then it's like, there's like eight bucks for a sandwich or whatever. (laughs) Right. And kind of based on that 
a friend of mine and a client that we had years ago in their restaurant, they had a loyalty program, but instead of like, you know, you get 10 lunches or nine lunches, your 10th one's free or whatever. You get nine lunches, your 10th one, you get to spin the giant wheel that's on the wall. And they built this prize wheel and it has prizes all the way up to like, you know, $20 gift cards and, and like prizes that they've bought and purchased and, and all this stuff. And when you spin it, everybody can hear it and see it. Cause it's like, tick, 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 right. And people freak out. They love it. Right. It was the greatest thing they ever did to their business. It probably tripled their business in a matter of weeks. You know, the only thing, unfortunately for them that happened with their business was the building that they were in actually closed. So they had to move it somewhere else. But anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's interesting how something, you can do something exceptional and it, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money and it makes you money. So I don't know why people wouldn't do it. <laughs> well, you know, it, it's just about, you know, in, in my other book, How to Make Feeling Good Your Priority, it's just called hitting the pause button and saying, what do I want my business to look like? What do I want my day to look like? And feeling like you have control. And, you know, the thing about the five-step profit formula is it does get it down and gets you focused on specific areas of your business. And you absolutely should be having fun. How can we make this more fun for our employees? You know, that's going to help with employee retention. It's going to help, help attracting employees. It's like, you know what? You know, the pay is kind of the same, but we have so much fun there. We love what we do. You know, we feel acknowledged. We feel appreciated. And, you know, as you mentioned, it's like they're just they get kind of caught up in, you know, all of a sudden they're marketing and they're just talking about themselves instead of thinking about the customers and how they can make their business or product or service more fun and enjoyable that people go, wow, that was just great. You know, I, I could get my lawn cut by anybody, but just what can you do? You know, I don't know, leave a little thing or a little, you know, plant a flower or I don't know what it is, but just like, how can you make somebody feel a little bit more special because they are doing business with you? Absolutely. And, you know, since, cause I mean, you had mentioned, uh, you know, kind of the COVID and if there's even going to be a post COVID era kind of thing, but I saw a study at a keynote online and I don't remember who did the exact study, but they said that when they surveyed consumers, not only do consumers no longer believe it when someone says they have to decrease their service level because of COVID. 14% said that they believe that companies are outright lying to them when they use that as an excuse, whether it's true or not. And 86% of people in the survey said that they expect customers to do more now than before COVID, not less. So we need to get away from this. Oh, we can't give you service as quickly because of COVID or we can't help you because of COVID or that's why you have to send us a message now instead of talking to someone on the phone is because of COVID, right? You need to find ways to serve your clients more now, not less. Yeah. I mean, you know, it, it, it's, it's kind of the, the double irony is that they want people coming to their business and yet they're forcing them to use technology to try to find out anything. And then it's like, OK, so once you get in there to try to make a phone call and how many companies really make it really hard to call them? They go, well, we, we've got this tutorial. Just use it unless you want to get elevated, you know, spend more money with us and we'll actually give you a live human being and 
that's going, you know what? If you just spent five minutes on the phone with me, I wouldn't have to bother you probably ever again because my solution would be, my problem would be solved. And when you have somebody on the phone, you can also give them the opportunity to do more business with you. Exactly. So if somebody wants to find out how they can find 50K in their business, what is the best way for them to get a hold of you or how can you direct them in the right direction? Well, I absolutely love phone calls. You will not, you will get a, you might get a voicemail if I don't pick up, but I do answer my own calls. So um, my phone number is 941-350-9615. My website, if you just want, are curious to see what I'm, what it's all about is growth solutionscoaching.com or you can email me at holly at growth solutionscoaching.com and my book how to break through your net profit barrier and how i find 50k for any business in 50 minutes or less is free just send me an email or give me a phone call and i'm happy to share it with you and i am also looking for small businesses to interview for the second edition of my book to just run the strategy and a couple of examples by them in my book and get their feedback on it and see, you know, if you know this and understand this, what kind of impact do you think it would have on business owners in your industry? So it's not specific to any business. I'm really looking at kind of industry trends and seeing how the strategies apply. I know they work, but really just kind of it's an education process and to get feedback on what small business challenges are these days. Perfect, Holly. And thank you so much for being on the show today. I really appreciate you coming on. And it's Coach Holly Johnson from Growth Solutions Coaching, not to be confused with Coach Holly Jackson, who is the co-host of our other show, the Business Builder Throwdown on YouTube. Also, we have another podcast that's out now called Seven Minute Jabs, which is seven minute short versions of our live show. Holly Johnson, thank you so much for being on the show today. And uh, we'll talk to you again soon. Sounds great. Thanks, Matt. This was really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. This has been Digital Marketing Masters with Matt and Carrie Rouse. For notes and a transcript of this episode, go to hookseo.com forward slash podcast. Join us next week as we dive into more tips and ideas to grow your business. Digital Marketing Masters is brought to you by Hook SEO Digital Marketing. Our show is produced by Matthew Rouse and Scott Burson. Mixed and edited by Silent Outburst Productions. I'm your announcer, Daniel D. Craig. We would love to hear your thoughts. Please leave us an honest review with your podcast provider. Your reviews help us help more business leaders just like you.